It's quite possible that what I enjoy most about my podcast is how much I learn from my guests. Over the past few years, I have had high-profile guests. I've also had guests who do the work every day. In some ways, they're real stars. Board leaders, staff leaders, development directors, I find that advice from the doers often resonates the most. And so these are the folks I turned to to talk about gratitude. Not an expert who's done research on why gratitude matters, but people who know it does, and people for whom a year-end bonus just ain't a gratitude option. Expressing gratitude is a topic that far too often is relegated to certain times of the year, and it's an activity that often falls to the bottom of a to-do list that will simply not get to done. And yet your board members, staff leaders, donors, volunteers, they all could choose to do something else, to identify another cause, or worse still, to sit on the sidelines. But instead, they chose you. Today's six executive directors will be our teachers, leaders of small and mid-sized organizations across a wide swath of sectors, both domestic and international. The goal is simple, to give you some good ideas, to put the importance of exercising the appreciation muscle front and center all year long, and to remind you that the best advice often comes from your peers. Speaking of gratitude, I'm grateful to the EDs who joined us and to each of you for having a listen. Welcome to Nonprofits Are Messy. Not enough money, too many cooks, and an abundance of passion. Leading nonprofits isn't easy. Joan Gary, the dear Abby of nonprofits, gets it, and she is here to help. Being a nonprofit leader can be a thankless task, but nonprofit leaders cannot be thankless. Was that confusing? Do I need to repeat that? Okay, moving on. Our six leaders offer us reflections and advice. Enough about me, let's hear from them. First up is Deborah Porta. Deborah's a new ED and part-time. New ED and part-time. I'm not really sure I know how that works. She runs Northwest Pride, an organization that educates and celebrates the LGBT communities, their history, accomplishments, and talents. Before she was the ED, she served as the organization's board president for eight years. So she's been all around that conference room table up in Portland. Here's what she had to say. Appreciation at Pride Northwest in our organizational culture is, is honestly, it's a little bit new because for so many years, it's been, um, you know, the grindstone pulling off a huge event, just going day to day and then just getting the work done. And we kind of forget to, we've gotten to appreciate ourselves our volunteers, the community that comes out to support us. Um, and so we, we don't necessarily focus our appreciation in a um, sort of formal send a card end of year kind of way. We've tried to build it into to everything that we do. Uh, and, and definitely everything that I do as executive director, which is a new position for us. Um, for example, working with the board, I have a really fairly inexperienced board, uh, most of whom this is their first board experience, um, although some of them have been with us for a while. And, um, you know, we sh- I try and show appreciation in terms of uh, consistent communication, 
I had a meeting with a brand new board member today to just talk about where they're at. What do they need? How's their experience? What can I do for them? Uh, and just appreciating the fact that they are giving such deep thought to uh, the vision of our organization. Um, it's not something that I could boil down into a, here's a card of appreciation, if that makes any sense. The, um, with our volunteers, we've increased our, we had a volunteer appreciation party at the end of October, we made it Halloween themed. Uh, we decorated, we had a big, brought tons of food, we had games, all sorts of things just to come and say, let's, we appreciate you and, and come and have a party for yourselves. And uh, that went over really well. That's really the first time, one of the few first times we've been able to do something like that. Um, we, so that's, that's, it's like I say, it's, it's, a, it's fairly new to our culture just because we're just now reaching a point where we're able to initiate enough foundation to have time to actually stop and think about these things and not take each other for granted. Um, we have a long time, for example, one volunteer who's been volunteering as long as I've been associated with Pride Northwest, so we're talking 10 plus years, and he will come at, at every call. He will come and do whatever we need him to do, and the appreciation for him is, is through the roof, but it doesn't look very formal. We, it shows up in answering his questions. He, he and I text a lot. Uh, and we have a very, so it's a very personal um, relationship, if that makes any sense. And, and that's really what we do. We, we approach the entire thing, whether it's about appreciating our people, appreciating the folks who contribute to us, appreciating our sponsors. The, probably the most significant thing we do is simply build relationships with them. They're not a, commodity is not the exact proper word, but they're not some, we're not looking at any of these folks as let me get to close to you so that I can get you to write me a check. I realized that that's probably going to be in there someplace. That's not how we talk to each other. And that's not how we interact. We really try and demonstrate the fact that we appreciate them being with us in whatever that capacity looks like. So as you listened, what's jumped out for you? besides the fact that it may be literally impossible to do an executive director job part-time. Well, two things for me. First, the word organic. She's new to the role, and the organization's culture is clearly changing under her leadership. She's building appreciation into the culture. Cool. The other standout for me is her one-on-ones with board members. As she meets with them, she asks about their experience, how they're feeling about service, and, and she works to engage them in some deep strategic thinking. I can't tell you how many board members would appreciate that. For Deborah, it's about being intentional, making it organic, and remembering that we're talking about relationships here. From Portland, we head southeast to New Orleans, where we found our next nonprofit leader, Hermio Malone, Executive Director for the Good Work Network. Good Work provides small biz and technical assistance to be a catalyst for minority and women-owned businesses. Her background is actually as a journalist, working as a professional journalist for a number of U.S.-based newspapers, including the Boston Globe. Hermione approaches appreciations with intention. 
you'll want to listen to this crazy easy and super powerful Cheers for Peers program. So one of the ways that I try to show gratitude to board members is by being consistent in my appreciation, not waiting for a special occasion or a grand gesture. Um, I have a staffer who has primary, uh, she serves as primary point for communications with the board. And I noticed early on that in her communications with them, she would always sort of end her emails with, you know, thank you for your service. And so I sort of took that habit on as my own. And so even in, um, you know, difficult exchanges or we're trying to work through a problem, I'm always aware that these are people who are volunteering. Their time is very valuable. Their networks are very valuable. And they have a lot of ways they could choose to be spending their time. And so the fact that there is some benefit our organization is receiving by virtue of their volunteerism uh, is something that I want to always acknowledge. The other thing is um, I don't wait for um, formal tools to express appreciation, uh, meaning we had, for example, this week a, um, a Giving Tuesday campaign, and one of my board members who was already given this year, uh, both personally and through her company, made a recurring monthly pledge, and it was a great way to sort of kick off the campaign. And I'm going to send her, obviously, the formal thank you letter, but I immediately picked up the telephone to give her a call. And she was, oh, you know, like, oh, that's really sweet. You didn't have to do that. And I said, no, I, I, I appreciate it. And, you know, she's sort of, you know, hoping others um, follow suit. So I think when somebody goes above and beyond or uh, when somebody really steps up in a major way to provide an assist, um, being genuine and prompt in the appreciation is something that I try to, to do. As it relates to staff, um, there are a couple of ways that I try to show gratitude. One is um, by providing them a tool to share thanks and appreciation with each other. So this year we did a strategic plan. We re-examined organizational mission, vision, values. And so I established earlier this winter a program called Cheers for Peers. And it's a way for colleagues to show day-to-day -day recognition to each other. And it reinforces the values that we are trying to live by as an organization. So you can't just recognize someone for doing a great job. You really have to tie that great job to their exemplifying an organizational value. And so the neat thing about the forms, because they're paper forms at this point, I just sort of came up with it very spur of the moment, um, is it's like a carbonless copy. So the original form gets um, handed over to the person being recognized, and the carbon copy goes onto a bulletin board in an open space in the office. So not only do I get to receive a note of thanks, but everyone on staff gets to see what I'm being recognized for as well. And it does a couple of things, right? It makes the recognition not just the domain of the leader. Um, it makes everyone um, equally responsible for giving uh, recognition and showing gratitude. But as well, it helps the rest of the team understand what are the values um, that are aligned with behaviors that we as an organization want to see? And then 
Additionally, I just thought of this for clients who come through the space or board members. Um, it's a way of showing kind of what we value. Another way that I show gratitude is often by rewarding people with things that are unexpected. I think in nonprofits where we typically are not paying people what they could demand in the market and they're really there because they have a love and a passion for the mission, for the work, for the clients, um, one of the things that is relatively easy to give people is time. And so today, as it happened, we had a staff meeting and I said to them, I've really been trying to think of a way to show gratitude for each of you. It's been a very tough year. We've had some layoffs. And what I decided to do was close the office between Christmas and New Year's Eve. Normally, we would be still open and people would just take time off. And literally, they were stunned. And one of my staffers gave me a standing ovation. Um, so I think that went over um, really well. And so I always try to leverage time or time back. Uh, as a way of showing my appreciation for um, the hard work or initiative that team members are, are displaying. Okay, so Hermione makes old school cool. First, she tells us to pick up the phone. She is so right. And then she has people fill out on paper forms that get posted on a bulletin board. Very old school, but dig deeper. And what you heard was all about making recognition and acknowledgement the responsibility of absolutely everyone. And you heard about the importance of connecting that to the organization's value. But my favorite part was the bulletin board. Visitors to that organization could see those appreciations, read them, and that place comes to life for everyone who walks through the door. Very cool. We leave New Orleans and head to the southeast in Greenville, South Carolina, where we meet Lori Roven. Lori is the executive director of a child's haven there, and its mission is to provide treatment to children with developmental delays and behavioral challenges and to provide support to their families. Families is key to their work and central to how she approaches gratitude. So at this time of year, when I think about gratitude in ways that I myself or my organization shows gratitude to the, our stakeholders, um, and our stakeholders being donors, volunteers, our families that we serve, and our employees, um, I kind of segment it in different ways, and I look for messaging that will help, um, I would hope, help to um, get across the message that, um, that I'm trying to convey. So, for example, Friday, we just held our annual holiday benefit breakfast, and one of the things that I think is so important is the touch points with our donors, and in this instance, our sponsors. In the past, our sponsors have not always, not necessarily heard from us immediately after an event, so I wrote a very warm email thanking them for their participation, for being there, um, giving them a heads up of what those preliminary numbers were. For example, because of those sponsors, we walked in with 112,000. Um, they didn't know that piece of data. And I've already gotten this morning, I timed it to go out this morning, and I've already gotten 10 emails back. Um, I also 
to look for ways, uh, some of the new things uh, that we're doing this year. I'm actually been the ED for a year and a half. So some of the new things that we're doing to show that gratitude is at Thanksgiving, we printed a special card that we sent to our donors. We didn't ask for any money. We thanked them. We also sent it to every staff member and board member at their home. We didn't just hand it out. For staff, I send birthday cards to their homes. You would be amazed how much, um, how appreciative the staff are, and they're so surprised um, because they've never gotten a card from their executive director before. Uh, I'm seeing it start to pay off because, in fact, just this morning, one of my um, employees said to me, teamwork makes the dream work. What an amazing quote. I told her I was going to use it today because on Friday, not only did we have our annual benefit breakfast at 7.15 in the morning, we had two huge grants due by midnight, December 1st, and she helped to make sure we didn't miss a beat. And so I wanted to personally thank her and what an amazing response. Teamwork makes the dream work. For our Donors, I'm trying to incorporate that they're part of the team. And I share with them, you're an investor. Thank you for investing in our mission, sharing data that works for, um, that helps them to understand because of you, we've been able to help not only 114 children this past year, but 228 parents or caregivers. That's an incredible piece of information because that tells the donors two things. One, that they are um, seeing that we are working with our parents and that um, we recognize that you can't work with a young child without working with their family. And two, the data. We've also shown them that 93% of those families say that they're better able to care for their child and better know how to help their child because of that. So we're saying thank you, but we're also acknowledging that they're an investor and that seeing that this is, you know, a part of it. Um, I write um, handwritten notes to each executive, each um each donor that donates $500 or more, and that's a task. We do mail out an electronic thank you, and it's signed by someone else in our organization, but I want them to see that I personally recognize um, how important and meaningful their contribution is. So I'll literally... I'll take thank you cards with me when I'm traveling on the plane. I mean, I look for any opportunity when I have downtime to write write a card. And I think it's easy. I guess I'll close with saying I think it's easy to forget, to be grateful, and to thank the people that are around us, including our board, and especially as an executive director, we tend to forget how important it is to thank them. I, I am so appreciative of my board. So I, I'm closing with saying it's not hard to thank somebody else, but it's important to remember to thank someone else and to think about how much you appreciate being thanked. Isn't it fascinating how you can change something really simple and make a big difference? An address. 
You heard that, right? Thanksgiving cards mailed to board and staff members at home. Staff birthday cards sent to staff members' homes. That idea is so good, I wish I thought of it. After hearing these strategies, of course, it would come as no surprise to you that Lori is all about handwritten notes. So Kevin Gibbons has something pretty cool going on in Uganda, where we traveled from South Carolina to catch up with him. He is the executive director and co-founder of Health Access Connect. He links Ugandans in remote areas with healthcare. But get this, they use micro-financed motorcycle taxis to set up monthly one-day clinics in remote villages. They do two things. They provide healthcare and they help someone start a small business. I love my job. Here's what Kevin had to say about appreciation. The core of how I show appreciation to basically anyone within our organization and outside of it is probably um, personal emails and, and communications because um, we, you know, are an international organization. So a lot of, uh, you know, both board and staff are, are international. And so I send a lot more um, personal emails um, to people. Uh, on top of that, when I am going to a place and I have the opportunity, I try to meet up with um, bigger donors and staff members to get a cup of coffee or share a little time together, even if it's you know 30 minutes or an hour. Um, I make a point to uh, schedule those things. Hey, I'm going to be in Tampa in a couple weeks. Uh, can we can we pencil in this date for the 17th and and do that? So I spend a lot of my time penciling dates so that I don't forget once I'm once I'm in Tampa and I'm not, um, you know, my head spinning and, and not able to sort of make time for someone. Um, in general, I I make a point of being demonstrative and, and appreciative to staff and and donors um, to people. It's something I'm I try to be deliberate about, I, you did a really good job with that. And, you know, that really makes a big difference. Um, every time I talk to someone on the phone, I find, uh, some, something to be appreciative about, about what they've been doing. Um, and I think that sort of gratitude goes, goes forward within our social media and our, our emails that go out, you know, sort of mass emails that go out. Um, so I think the tenor of that conversation, um, continues on in a lot of in a lot of the ways that we interact with people. Then in terms of sort of thanking our donors in the long term, we, you know, I've read a few different advice about social media, and that's a dime a dozen. But one thing I liked was that for every, you know, five um, pieces of, of media you share, um, four of them need to be non, um, non-solicitations, you know, that sharing stories, um, thanking people for what they've done, all different kinds of content. So when I think of planning the content that we share throughout the, um, throughout the year, I try to make sure, you know, try to stick to, to that rule where I'm not asking for money all the time. So people are not, so when, by the time I do ask for money, hopefully, uh, people have been following our organization in other ways and are sort of ready to accept that and aren't, 
uh, don't begrudge me for asking it at that time. Uh, and then the last thing I'll say is I always ask for advice. I think that's a great way to show gratitude, even if indirectly. If if I'm working on something and I have such, you know, a million things going at one time as as a director of the organization, uh, I say, hey, you know, I'm struggling with social media and you know a lot about that. Or I'm trying to reach out to corporations and you've worked for a corporation. Uh, what kind of advice can you give me? And uh, it means a lot to people when you respect where they come from and think that they can make a contribution to the organization. And I think asking for advice um, is underrated when it comes to connecting with someone and, and showing gratitude to them. A few takeaways from the guy who clearly has an entrepreneurial spirit, right? How wild is that motorcycle thing? Kevin is very, very intentional. He puts appreciations in his calendar to create accountability and discipline. Smart. And he doesn't meet up with donors just to ask for that important renewal. Lastly, he said something I had not considered. It's a pretty interesting way of looking at appreciation. He asks people for advice. He says that when you ask people for advice, it makes them feel really good about sharing their expertise. And it's a way of honoring them and what they bring. Honestly, I had never considered this as a strategy for appreciating someone. But having been a board member and having been asked for advice, I know it to be true. So our topic today is simple. How do you appreciate the folks who give time, talent, and treasure to your organization? In the for-profit sector, it's often a raise or a bonus. Non-profiteers have to be way more creative. The appreciations must be genuine and timely. And so today, we listen to the voices of six nonprofit leaders across this country and beyond who are today's experts. They offer us strategies that we may want to employ to give a shot. Let's hear from our last two leaders, and then I'll, maybe I'll offer an idea if we have time that I have used to some effect to appreciate a group of board or staff members. So we leave Uganda, we come back to the United States and arrive in Warwick, Rhode Island, the home of House of Hope, an organization that provides affordable housing and services to the homeless. Laura took the ED reins in November 2016, so she just passed her one-year anniversary. Happy anniversary, Laura. She came up through the ranks there from a policy and programs role. Here are Laura's thoughts. So here at the House of Hope CDC, I like to show gratitude in a few different ways. Um, some of them are quite uh, simple. Um, and I think I, I, I want to just preface this with, um, I think as the leader of a nonprofit organization, sometimes we get caught up in these expressions of gratitude as having to be ornate and elaborate and fancy. Um, and we forget that that there's just a basic simple art to um, saying thanks. Um, some of the ways that I have been doing that here um, since becoming the executive director just over a year ago um, have been rooted in, in very small gestures. Um, so just this summer, uh, we were able to have our staff come together uh, for the first time as in a barbecue um, instead of a staff meeting, and just as a simple way to get to know each other um, and to bond 
uh, in a way that we hadn't before. Uh, and it didn't have to be elaborate. People just brought very small items together uh, and just celebrated over food, which is sort of, as humans, how we, we bond. Um, but really down to some of the simple tasks, because I try to make a point, you know, here at the House of Hope, I have a, a staff of, of 30 employees. And every time I, I meet with one of them, or they come to me with a question or a problem, I simply try to end the conversation with just a thank you um, for taking the time to come to me. I think it can be scary to pose a question or, or ask for supervision time um, with the executive director. I try to often take myself out of my own shoes and remember what it was like to be uh, on kind of frontline staff and the big, big scary boss. It's probably more rooted in my Catholic school upbringing, um, being rooted in fear of, of talking to the person in charge. But uh, I try to just humble myself in those opportunities and, and really be present and maintain a presence uh, and simply thank them at the end of it um, as they're leaving. Uh, other ways have been smaller tokens that I've gleaned from the leadership lab. Uh, things someone had posted, um, snacks of Cheez-Its, and it, I think I put a little note on there based on what someone else had said about it sounds cheesy, but... Um, I appreciate you, and and staff really got a kick out of that. It was a moment of levity for them. Uh, and then when I work with our board of directors, I, I also try to remain humble uh, as they're generous in their time serving the organization. Um, and the way that I show gratitude is by being prepared um, and being really honest and, and well-versed in the topic at hand uh, and trying to be present um, in our board meetings and even beforehand and giving materials well in advance. Uh, this year, based um, at our annual meeting, one of the items that I had um, given to them as I really, I thought long and hard and really, really toyed with how do I thank a board, a board who I largely inherited from the previous executive director. I've been working hard to get to know them as we've moved from crisis mode here at the organization into strategy. And I posted about this in the lab about how do we express gratitude? How do I say thanks to this group of volunteers who've really been hard at work sticking by the organization and um, giving their, their time and their talent and their treasure? Uh, and I decided to give them a very small children's book and a very uh, simple handwritten note, which I think oftentimes in this world um, is something that's easily forgotten. Again, selling, putting my business out there, I, you know, going to Catholic schools, um, having to really go and um, sit down and being forced to write handwritten thank you notes. Um, whenever I was on vacation um, break, I would spend many hours um, not outside playing, but inside crafting my own thank you notes and really being thoughtful in those gestures and those tokens. Um, to people who had taken the time to be generous and supportive of me. And so I really carry that with me um, in my work and really taking the time. And if I'm ever hemming and hawing about should I write a note, then I go ahead and I write a note because you can never give thanks too much. Um, but certainly people remember when they're not thanked. Uh, and I think that um, in this crazy, busy life and world of ours, just taking a moment to write a handwritten note really goes a long way as an expression of gratitude. Well, first off... Laura and I are kindred spirits with the whole Catholic upbringing thing. And of course she goes with the handwritten notes because I'm betting she has great handwriting. It's one of the gifts of Catholic school education. So there were two standouts for me from Laura's comments. 
First, she's right. Doesn't have to be elaborate. Doesn't have to be fancy. She brought she bought Cheez-Its for her staff. Popped a bag on each desk with a cheesy note of thanks. I was going to say that her staff members totally ate it up, but I suppose that would be a kind of a cheesy joke. <laughs> anyway, my favorite comment she made was that she appreciates her board by being prepared, honest, and present. I totally loved that. Anyone who has ever sat on a board in which the meeting is poorly run or the ED is unprepared knows this. You feel disrespected and, yes, unappreciated. It's a very interesting take on an appreciation that might, in fact, be a whole lot more powerful than a simple thank you note. Lastly, from Warwick, Rhode Island, we head to Harahan, Louisiana, where Mary Jacobs runs Families Helping Families of Jefferson, a family-directed resource center that connects and educates parents of children with disabilities and adults with disabilities. Her organization teaches parents and adults with disabilities how to advocate, navigate support systems, and find joy, hope, and success. Mary has been with the organization for 23 years, becoming the executive director after Hurricane Katrina destroyed their offices. I'm pretty sure Mary has seen it all. Mary, too, loves a good handwritten note, but she focuses in on a very interesting group of stakeholders and not the obvious ones. Have a listen. Some of the ways I like to show gratitude to my board members during this time of the year and really throughout throughout the year is sending them little thank you notes, thanking them for special things they've done, thanking them for just being a board member, being present at meetings, going to a special meeting that I've asked them to go to, um, participating in a training, some sort of board development activity. Sometimes I think as executive directors, we have really high expectations for our board members, which is a good thing. But sometimes I think we have, we over, um, our, our expectations are kind of overboard and we forget that these are people often that have full-time jobs and they're volunteering and we have to be realistic about how much time they really can give to us and be very thankful for the time that they do give to us because everybody could just go home at the end of the day and never really become a board members and then we would have a bigger problem. So we really want to be able to thank them appropriately. I really like spending time thanking their families also. I make a really big deal out of that because without the support of their families that our board members would never be successful. It's really important that we take every opportunity we can to make sure we acknowledge their families. For example, we just did our um, Christmas dinner and it was a it's a combination staff and board meeting uh, or staff and board um, holiday event and everybody's allowed to bring us a spouse or a significant other or a friend whoever they like to bring with them and we really make a big deal at this i go around saying something special about each person and i even make sure that those spouses know that how special we think they are we also make sure that they all get gifts and gifts it's they're not really expensive gifts but they're gifts that are not just for the board member it's not something with our name on it but it sometimes it's as basic as just homemade cookies it's it's chocolate candy it's something that a game something that the family can enjoy something again that you know we're a family agency and we really want to instill that in our board members that we care about not only them but their whole family so we spend 
you know, a lot of time thinking about those things. Um, something we recently started initiating is we always send our board members birthday cards and anniversary cards um, throughout the year for, for their birthdays. We've recently started initiating this with their families. So now their spouse or significant other, any child that lives at home, or even if it's a mother or mother-in-law that lives at home, they also get a birthday card with a little acknowledgement on them that, that tells them thank you for sharing your person with us. And if there's something special that goes on throughout the year, it could be a graduation, a baby's birth, or it could be something we see in the newspaper, we just thank them for that too. Since our board members are also our donors, and we get, have, do have 100% of our board members are donors, we want to treat them just as well as we treat our donors. We want to make sure that we take every opportunity we can to make sure that we thank them for everything that they do for the organization. Um, at the end of every board meeting report that they get from me is five little items that I thank them for. I thank each one of them individually for something that they've done, and then I thank them as a group. Again, it's just something reinforcing that their support is really appreciated and I hope that they share some of this stuff that their families may not see with their families so they, they do know exactly how important they are to us. I believe that when the whole family gets it, then the board member is that much more involved and that much more likely to meet the demands of being a board meeting, being, being a board member, and also meeting the demands of some of those expectations when it comes to giving and stuff, that they can see why there's a need for them to financially be invested into the organization. If you ask me, Mary Jacobs has identified a certain kind of secret sauce. The loved ones of volunteers, board, and staff. The folks who actually donate their time in a really different way by donating their quality time with your board chair or your program director. Focusing in on them is ridiculously smart. Here's the other ingredient to the sauce. Mary's appreciation strategy is mission-centric. We are a family agency, she said. So it just seems so obvious to her to engage and appreciate the families of the members of her village. And then the best. She says something appreciative to every person directly at the holiday party so that every single person can hear each appreciation. And you know who may be listening the closest of all? The significant others of the staff, board, and volunteers who attend. Brilliant. I really enjoyed hearing each of these nonprofit leaders offer their thinking about gratitude, and I hope you did too. I think you'll agree that there were common threads. Year-round, high-touch, organic, Great thoughts about Ke from Kevin and Laura about appreciating key stakeholders by honoring their time and their expertise. And there was quite a lot of consensus about this handwritten note thing. In a minute, I will um, tell you my little handwritten note thing, too. Um, but before I do, I just wanted to say thank you to the executive directors who participated. Each of them is a member of our nonprofit leadership lab uh, and you can learn more about how to join the Nonprofit Leadership Lab at nonprofitleadershiplab.com. We will be opening up registration in early 2018, and you can join the wait list there. So my quick story. It's, it's holiday break, winter break, and I take my kids skiing. I don't ski. I sit in the lodge. 
And my development director said, I think you should write handwritten notes to every one of our donors who give over X amount of money. She sent me off on winter break with 250 holiday cards. I was overwhelmed. So I took them with me to the ski lodge, prayed that my children would arrive back to the ski lodge in one place, ordered an Irish coffee, and began my work. I signed 250 cards, but I didn't just sign them. I knew something about each of them. I knew their wives' names, their dogs' names. I knew that they had an elderly parent. I took my time, and each and every one of those notes was personal. About three quarters of the way through, as I was on my second or third Irish coffee, I thought, this is really nutty. But I finished because... As I like to say sometimes, executive directors actually work for, for their development directors. I finished, and off the letters went prior to New Year's Eve. It just so happened that another organization in the sector had sent out its gifts around the same time. Coffee mugs. Anytime I think about buying a donor a coffee mug, I break out into some kind of a rash. Maybe it's because I have so many coffee mugs of my very own. I started to get thank you notes. Some of them were for my thank you note. Some of them were for not sending a coffee mug. So, high touch, organic, year round, and really taking a good solid look and what does it really mean to appreciate somebody? It doesn't always have to be a thank you. Speaking of thank you, thanks to all of you for listening today. Thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for being a bright spot in a world that has felt ugly, divisive, immoral. Sometimes a world I... I, I just don't recognize anymore. But when I think about all the people who listen to my podcast and read my blog at joangary.com, um, I am reminded of the goodness in people. I'm reminded that I have hope that the world might just turn around in our favor and that there is an army of people who are working to repair the world. So thank you for listening, and I look forward to talking with you next time. Take care. Nonprofits Are Messy is a service of Joan Gary Consulting. Widely known as the Nonprofit Dear Abby, Joan's leadership blog reaches over 40,000 unique visitors monthly from over 150 countries. Subscribe at www.joangary.com.